Right, it is 306 and the meeting has started. Thanks, Tara. Good afternoon and welcome to the meeting of the visual arts committee on Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I'd like to call this meeting to order. Tara, can we call roll? Uh, Commissioner Ferris here. Uh, Commissioner Beltran is not here yet. Commissioner Kimi is not here yet. Commissioner Liu is absent. Commissioner McCoy. Present. Commissioner Moosley. Present. And Commissioner Schneer. Here. We have quorum. Great. Uh, I'd like to ask for any changes to the agenda. Seeing none, I'd like to begin the meeting. I'd like to welcome all persons interested in this meeting to attend in person at 401 Van Ness Avenue, Suite 125. This meeting is being streamed on WebEx. While this technology grants us better accessibility for individuals listening to the meeting remotely, please be mindful that tech-related difficulties may occur, which could contribute to gaps and delays as the staff transitions the technology. Please know that we are doing our best and we ask for your patience. I want to remind us of the policies and procedures for public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there will be an opportunity for general public comment where members may comment on any items pertaining to this body. Public comment will be taken in person with remote access provided for those who require ADA accommodation. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each public comment is limited to three minutes. Please understand that the committee does not contribute dialogue toward public comments. Each comment will be documented for public record. <clears throat> The ringing and use of cell phones, pagers, and similar sounding sound producing electronic devices are prohibited at this meeting. The chair may order the removal from the meeting room of any persons responsible for the ringing or use of cell phone, pager, or other similar sounding sound producing electronic devices. So as a reminder, everybody turn off their cell phones. As a courtesy, restrooms are located to your right down this hallway. And on the south side of the building, which has a changing table, everyone has the right to use facilities that correspond to their gender identity and or gender expression, including, but not limited to restrooms. In case of emergency, our nearest exit exit is down the hallway to your right. Our emergency assembly location is in front of the horseshoe drive. Once you make, once you have been marked safe at this location, you are free to leave. I will now turn it over to program associate Tara Peterson for public comment instructions. Tara. For members of the public who wish to comment on agenda items, you will be asked to voice your comment at the podium. You will see blank comment, public comment cards located near the podium. It is recommended but not required to fill this out. I will start your three minutes when you start when you speak using a visual timer. You will also receive a 30 second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say your time is up. Participants who wish to speak on other agenda items may listen for the next public comment opportunity. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to craig.corpora at sfgov.org. The summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's comments. Persons attending the meeting and those unable to attend may submit written comments regarding the subject of the meeting. Such comments will be made part of the official public record and will be brought to the attention of the committee. Written comments should be submitted to Arts Commission staff via email to craig.corpora at sfgov.org by 5 p.m. before the date of the meeting to ensure comments are shared with commissioners ahead of the meeting. Please note that the names and addresses included in these submittals will become part of the public record. Submittals may be made anonymously. 
Written public comments submitted to SFAC staff will not be read aloud during the meeting. Communications received after 5 p.m. before the date of the meeting may be delivered to SFAC staff and will be shared with the commissioners. If you need to request a reasonable accommodation under the ADA or need to request language assistance, you must contact the program associate at least 48 hours in advance of the meeting. We'll make every effort to accommodate all requests. Uh, Commissioner Ferris, please begin the meeting when you're ready. Thanks, Tara. I would like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Rametush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Rametush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Rametish community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equi equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. All right, I'd like to call item number two. Item number two is general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items for the commission's consideration. Calling for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number two, general public comment? If you'd like to make public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out an information card. We're currently on item two. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Is there anyone who would like to make public comment on the current agenda item? There is no public comment at this time. Great. Thanks, Tara. Then we are going to move forward and call item number 3. Item number 3 is the consent calendar. We have discussion and possible action and we have several of them. Commissioners, if you just want to take a quick. Um, re look. And asking for any commissioner withdraws, recusals. Seeing none, I would like to take all consent calendar items. Uh, do we have any commissioner discussion or questions? Seeing none, then I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number three, the consent calendar? If you'd like to make public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out an information card. We are currently on item three. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Is there anyone who'd like to make public comment on item three consent calendar? There is no public comment at this time. Great, thanks Tara. Uh, I'd like to remind commissioners to say your name after responding to the motion and ask for a motion. So moved. Second, McCoy. Thanks, commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. Motion passes unanimously. <laughs> yay. All right. Um, we're going to move to item number four. Item number four is the Chinatown Branch Library renovation. We have a discussion and possible action to approve the pr uh, project plan for the Chinatown Branch Library, Library Renovation Public Art Project. 
I'd like to introduce project manager Alita Lee to present the item. Hi, Alita. Hi. Good afternoon, commissioners. It's good to see you all today. Um, so today I will be presenting the um, two actually exciting project plans in Chinatown neighborhood. Um, the first one is going to be the Chinatown branch library renovation public art project. Um, so just want to give you a brief uh, background and history of the library. It was built in 1921 by architect G. Albert Landsberg and is a Carnegie Library originally named the North Beach, North Beach Branch. Located in Chinatown on Powell Street between Washington and Jackson, the name was changed in 1958 to be more accurately reflect the community it serves. In 1991, um, public and private funds were obtained for a major renovation and expansion of the Chinatown Branch Library. And the branch was seismic seismically retrofitted and expanded to twice its original size with a community meeting room and a story room available to use. Um, after the renovation, uh, the branch was reopened in June of 1996, and it was also renamed the Chinatown Him Mark Lai Branch Library in November 2010. Um, and so here's just a, a overview site plan of the library and where it's located on Powell between um, Washington and Jackson. So in collaboration with the community and architects for from the San Francisco Public Works, the public library aims to transform its Chinatown branch into an energy efficient, safe and resilient neighborhood library while maintaining the building's inherent charm. The library plans to incorporate 21st century library practices, building systems, and technology into this landmark 1921 Carnegie Library. And some specific goals of this project include the restoration of the grand reading room on the upper level, developing improved paths of travel throughout the library, improving the facilities for children and teens, and improving the overall design and layout of the building. Um, here's just a, a cross section through the building to get a better sense of the facilities. Um, also showing the new renovations proposed for the building, which include the integrated roof terrace and, and solar panels on the roof. Um, and so in terms of the current existing public artwork that's there, just wanted to provide brief information about it. Um, it is by artist Renee Young, and the title is Take Root, and it will be reintegrated into the updated library design in its original location. Um, in this slide, we have some images of the work, and the work was commissioned by the Arts Commission and created and installed in 1996. Um, the installation materials include copper, copper leaf, aluminum, plexiglass, and lighting, and the artwork and architecturally defines a symbolic cross-cultural space and ad hoc community gathering place through its multiple elements, including plaques, surface treatments, and columns bearing poetry. Um, as a community-based project, the artist collected and etched bilingual community poems about the library within on the metal columns that you see on the left image. Um, we have already been in communication with the artists about the reintegration of their artwork back into the new renovation of the library. Um, so a little bit about the artwork opportunity. It will be a wall-mounted two-dimensional artwork integrated into five arch niches located along the west wall of the library's historic reading room. 
facing one of the main entrances into the library. Each niche measures approximately 9 feet 4 inches by 6 feet 6 inches, totaling approximately 300 square feet. Um, I'll have some images to show what that looks like in the next few slides. And the artwork may consist of dye sublimated aluminum, painted canvas, textile, or a similar lightweight material. Um, any remaining artwork budget may go to the purchase of 2D artworks to be installed on available interior walls of the library. Um, we will be having our typical artist review panel process, which includes a qualification panel with the Chinatown Artist Registry, a first artist review panel to select three finalists, as well as a final artist review panel to review artists' proposals and select one artist for recommendation to BAC for approval. And so uh, here are a few renderings in the next few slides that showcase the library's historic reading room to provide some further context to the site location of the artwork. Here you'll see a rendering of the reading room facing the main entrance uh, with the artwork window niches to the left of the image. And in this rendering, you'll see a perspective of the window arch niches on the west wall of the reading room. Next, we have a perspective of a user entering the main entrance with the window arch niches highlighted in green as the feasible area for artwork integration. And here is a detailed drawing indicating the dimensions of the five window arch niches. Again, it's approximately 300 total square feet when adding all the uh, dimensions of the five window arch niches together. Um, here are some precedent images from completed works that we've commissioned, which we're using as precedents for this project. So um, we have uh, aluminum printed, aluminum print mounted artwork like Kenyatta Hinkle's work at Southeast Community Center, which is on the top right, as well as Owen Smith's work at Rossi Pool on the left bottom. Um, other 2D mounted artworks as precedent are also Fabiana Rodriguez's work at the animal care facility, which is on the bottom right, and Emery Douglas work at Margaret Hayward Playground Clubhouse on the top left, which is, are also mediums that we are looking into. Um, so, sorry, just one more thing to add about the mediums. Um, we feel these medium approaches also provide greater accessibility for local artists working in 2D to apply for public art opportunity, when at times public art has been interpreted to be more 3D or sculptural. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about the project goals that we're considering for this public art opportunity. Um, and this is to provide a uplifting and inspiring atmosphere for library users and staff creatively using the existing architectural features of the space, be an expression of the Chinatown neighborhood culture, history, identity, and values, as well as provide a community benefit, which includes providing opportunities for artists with a meaningful connection to Chinatown. Uh, regarding budget, the total art enrichment budget amount is 350K, and the artwork budget um, is 
179K, which is inclusive of the artist contract, which is 160K. This includes all artist fees as well as associated expenses for artwork design, engineering, fabrication, insurance, transportation, and consultation during installation, as well as an installation allocation of 19K. And here is an overview of the artist selection timeline. Um, the Chinatown Artist Registry RFQ, which includes public art opportunities for Chinatown Branch Library, the Public Health Center, and Portsmouth Square is anticipated to be issued in April of 2024 and open for two months. Um, selection process for the Chinatown Library Project will begin in June, and finalists will be selected in June um, Yes, in June, and then the final artist review panel is anticipated for fall to select a final artist. Um, and we hope to have an artist under contract by the end of the year in December. Um, and then last, I wanted to note that we are working in partnership with the Chinese Cultural Center for outreach on the Chinatown projects. Um, this, the library project, as well as the health center project, which I will be presenting next. Um, and they will be um, working with us to find local Chinatown artists and artists with a meaningful connection to San Francisco Chinatown to apply and participate in the project. Um, CCC will also continue as our community liaison throughout the artist selection process. Um, I just want to mention that this is a really exciting time for Chinatown with all these new projects coming down the pipeline. Um, and, um, you know, if you know any artists that you think are fitting for this project or the following project I will present on, please do share that this is coming up. Um, and I also wanted to add if any commissioners are interested in serving on the artist review panel, please let me know. Great, thank you so much for that presentation, Alita. What a great project. And yes, it is in a very exciting time for Chinatown and new art in Chinatown. Um, so I would like to open it up for commissioner discussion and comments. I do have a couple of questions myself. Um, so it it seems like the um, the archways would be one artist consistently for all five. And then the additional 2D, um, if there is extra uh, budget left over, that would be spread out um, amongst several different artists, depending on. Yes, depending on the remaining budget that is left. Okay, yeah, great, thank you. So, you know, quick question then, the 350 that's originally allocated out of that 179 is for this project. So I'm assuming some of the other is there because of the existing artwork, taking it down and then reinstalling it, or what, where, where is the discrepancy otherwise? That discrepancy would be because of, let me go back to that slide. It actually, the 350 total is consideration of also um, art, art project art management, as well as uh, set aside for maintenance costs. Okay, and what about the cost of taking the other art down and putting it back up if you need to, or whatever you need to do with the other art as you're doing, as the renovation work is going on? That is usually covered under the project team and construction costs that they cover those costs for taking it down and reinstallation budget. It's not like the whole drag yeah. thing. Huh? It'll <laughs> no, it also includes the artist selection costs. Um, the yes, the yeah. differential that you see. Yeah. And then the other question is um, in doing this. I mean, I think it's great to uh, get the uh, community center there and get them involved with getting different artists and stuff that have a, a relationship and a strong um, uh, 
community involvement there. I think that's great. Will you open it up to others as well or not? It is open. It'll be open to everybody. It's open to have a focus on this to try to get uh, more into the pool that have these particular qualifications. Got it. Yes. Okay. I think those are my questions. Sounds fun. Thanks, Commissioner Schneer. Um, Commissioner, okay. Uh, Commissioner it looks really. I think it's an amazing project. What happens? Really, it looks really. You know, just the size, of the building where it's at, who represents and who will be involved. I think it's a great. Thank you. Perfect timing. And Commissioner McCoy, I just have a comment. I'm just excited to continue to see. Um, a lot of projects with equity and representation. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you, commissioners. Um, and the one last comment I want to make, and I know this kind of goes with the uh, project that we're doing with SFUSD. Again, opportunity to put public art in spaces that we know local kids will be exposed to it. So, I applaud the efforts of the staff and, and the collaboration with um, SFPL. So, thank you. Oh, and I just wanted to add one more thing. We do have CCC here, CCC and CCDC, who we've been working very closely with uh, throughout trying to, you know, come up, talk about the project as well as develop the public art opportunities that we're talking about today. So just wanted to ask if they wanted to say anything or, um, you know, feel free if you want to leave public comment at the time. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, first of all, thank you so much for the Arts Commission. Hello, commissioners. And uh, really thankful for the supervisor's office for advocating for, you know, community connection with all these um, projects and I have to say, you know, when when we saw how you may artwork up at the central subway, that was really the model that we were thinking about. I mean, this is someone who, you know, lived in an SRO who's a monolingual artist and I feel like there's so many of them among us and there are different interpretation to what it means to be a Chinatown artist and build a connection with the neighborhood. And I think being involved at this stage and as early as this stage um, is really a remarkable process. I think both for like, you know, CCC and also the other community, um, community members and community organizers. Um, I feel like this is a, you know, important invitation to the neighborhood and to the people of the neighborhood to be very mindful about the art that's around us. Um, I think there's very few, I think, um, uh, public art commission in Chinatown of this scale um, that, you know, um, that is out there. So we're really grateful for the scale of the project, the imagination of the project, and also the site specificity of the, the project as well. So, yeah. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much for your comment. Um, all right. Any other? Yeah, please. Okay. Hi, my name is Christine Banner at Chinatown Community Development Center, CCDC, and on behalf of CCDC, I wanted to also, like Holly said, thank the state providers for leadership in promoting community engagement during the city's art commission process. 
I also just want to show some more appreciation to the Arts Commission members for really co-creating this really relevant and collaborative space that um, can ensure that community members are able to ideally co-create and see to fruition the future of their home library. So thank you all so much again, like I was saying. Thank you. All right, uh, checking to see uh, checking to see if we have any other commissioner um, comments or questions. And seeing none, uh, thank you guys for your comments and thank you commissioner for your questions. Um, I'd like to call for public comments. Is there any public comment on item number four, the Chinatown branch library renovation? If you'd like to make public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out an information card. We're currently on item four. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Is there anyone who'd like to make a public comment on this current agenda item? There's no public comment. Great, thanks, Tara. Um, then I would like to ask for a motion. So move, Commissioner Schneer. And a second. Seconded, Commissioner Kimi. Thank you, Commissioners. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say nay. This motion passes unanimously. Thank you. All right, we're going to call item number five. Item number five is the Chinatown Public Health Center renovation. We have a discussion and possible action to approve the project plan for the Chinatown Public Health Center renovation public art project. I'd like to reintroduce project manager Alita Lee to present. Alita. Hi again, commissioners. I will be presenting the project plan for the Chinatown Public Health Center renovation project. Um, I will provide a little bit of background as well first. Um, so the Chinatown Public Health Center is one of the 12 San Francisco Department of Public Health community-oriented primary care health centers. CPHC has been serving San Franciscans and the Chinese community since 1929. Since breaking ground in 1969 on the current and fifth site in Chinatown, CPHC has transformed itself from a traditional public health center into a full service community oriented patient centered medical home that is part of SF's safety net delivery system. Um, and in the next few slides, I'll be showing a little bit of context of where CPHC is. Um, this image shows a map to orient where CPHC is located within the San Francisco neighborhoods. Broadway Street, which takes you from North Beach through Chinatown and um, into Russian Hill goes through the CPGHC building itself. And here you can see a closer context image which shows the Broadway Street Tunnel going through the CPHC facility. As well as the image, this image which provides what the current building looks like on the other side which faces Mason Street to the west. Um, a little bit of further building context, the west facade on Mason Street is where the main entrance and garage access is located. Um, and then on the north and south sides of the facility are both quite quiet and one-way streets facing residential housing. And on the east side of the building, you have the Broadway Tunnel, which is busy, noisy, and very public-facing. Uh, as a brief overview, there has been no significant upgrades made to the building since its opening in 1968, and the Department of Public Health is currently 
prioritizing its modernization. A full seismic upgrade will make the building safer during earthquakes and mechanical system upgrades are necessary to replace old equipment and improve the existing ventilation and poor air quality. The project will also remove hazardous materials from the building. Um, the full gut and remodel of the clinic's interior space will create space to co-locate primary care and mental health services, increase the number of exam and consultation rooms, expand the dental clinic and make the building accessible uh, to people with disabilities and make the building fully electric, providing significant benefits uh, against climate change. Um, the next two slides show renderings of the updated design to the facility on Broadway and Mason Street side. Um, as a reminder, uh, the dragon relief sculpture by Patty Bowler that is currently integrated into the building will not return as voted on in the November 2023 BAC and approved in the following full commission in December. So this is the rendering on Mason Street side. Um, in terms of the opportunities, we do have quite a number, which I'll go through in detail. Um, just a brief overview for now. We have one exterior art wall opportunity, three interior art wall opportunities, and a 2D artwork for purchase program to be uh, for artwork to be framed and mounted along interior corridors of the building. Um, we will also have our typical artist review panel process, which includes uh, the Chinatown Artist Registry Qualification Panel, First artist review panel to select eight artists as finalists and a final artist review panel to review artist proposal proposals and select selection of four artists. One for each of the wall opportunities for recommendation to the BAC for approval. And so the next few slides, uh, I'll delve deeper into the wall art art wall opportunities and locations. Uh, so, number one would be the exterior art wall opportunity. It is located on the building facade at street level on the corner of Mason and Broadway streets adjacent to the clinic center, uh, a clinic entrance. Um, it is highlighted in yellow and it's on um, both Broadway Street and Mason Street. Um, the artwork will measure approximately 360 square feet and may be comprised of a durable material such as mosaic or ceramic tile. What turns the corner? Yes. I will go into the interior art wall opportunities. There will be three artworks that will be comprised of mosaic and ceramic tile installed on interior walls in the following locations. Uh, first is the first floor registration area, and that artwork wall measures approximately 100 square feet, seen here. Um, and then you'll see a little floor plan on the right-hand corner on the bottom, which indicates which wall it would be on. Sorry, it's a bit small. Um, <laughs> and next, this is the second floor, and this would be the second floor waiting area. and. I just want to also mention that each of these walls are located by the patient waiting area, which is by the stair locations um, that goes throughout all the floors. Um, so very accessible. And then, um, as I mentioned, this is the second floor waiting area and that wall is approximately 95 square feet. And then uh, last but not least, we have the third floor waiting area again by the stairway as well as the patient waiting area and it measures about 
approximately 110 square feet. So all these walls are basically around the same size. And some images for precedent. Uh, we have some completed commissions that we're using as precedents for this project, including interior a mosaic mural work, such as Ellen Harvey's mosaic wall at SFO Hotel on the top left, and Linda Gary for SFO International Terminal on the bottom left, as well as um, Claire Rojas' ceramic tile mural artwork for Central Subway Chinatown. Um, Rose Pack Station on the top right, and Sanaz Mazanani's outdoor ceramic tile mural at the Golden Gate Park Tennis Center on the. Um, the project goals for this public art opportunity include providing a welcoming, stress-free, and therapeutic atmosphere for CPHC client and staff being an expression of the Chinatown neighborhood culture, identity, and values, acting as a wayfinder for clients to identify and locate the patient re registration waiting areas, um, as well as providing a community benefit, which includes providing opportunities for artists with a meaningful connection to Chinatown. Total art enrichment amount is 691,400. And the artwork budget is 342 K, which consists of the following breakdown. The exterior wall art wall opportunity is 107 K, which is inclusive of artist fees, as well as associated expenses for artwork design, fabrication, insurance, transportation, and insulation. Next, we have the interior art walls, which is a total of 165 K, which is a breakdown of three walls, so 55K for each wall. And this is inclusive of all artist fees as well as associated expenses for artwork design, fabrication, insurance, transportation, and installation. And then lastly, we have the 2D artwork for purchase program, which is a total of 70K for the purchase of 2D artwork, uh, uh, inclusive of the artwork purchase, framing, and installation. And here's the artist selection timeline as follows. Uh, the Chinatown Artist Registry RFQ is anticipated to be issued in April 2024 and open for two months. Selection process for the Public Health Center project shall begin in June. Finalists shall be selected in July and the final artist review panel is anticipated for late fall to select the four artists for uh, finalists. Uh, we hope to have artists under contract by early 2025. And again, I want to mention that we are working in close partnership with uh, Chinese Cultural Center um, as our uh, community liaison and for outreach. Um, and I uh, also want to invite any commissioners that are interested in serving on the review panel for this project. Um, lots of great opportunity for awesome artwork to be integrated into the facility um, to please let me know. Um, and I think, you know, our team is gearing up with our, our fellow clients and partners to move forward with the issuing of this RFQ, which is a really exciting time. And just so want to, yeah, again, let you all know that this is coming up. Great. Thanks so much, Alita. Um, another exciting project in Chinatown. Um, 
so I would like to open it up for commissioner discussion and comments. And I do have um, just one comment and I know it's, it's probably more of just a wish list for us. Um, I, I just want to acknowledge and lament at the loss of the public facing um, right above the Broadway tunnel uh, opportunity for art, especially something that relates more to the community and, and um, you know, it really being such a presence in that neighborhood in terms of a location to be able to add art. It might not be able to fit into this project as it is, um, but I just want to acknowledge one, <clears throat> the lamenting of the loss of the opportunity for art there. Um, and then, you know, just planting the seed that potentially uh, if there is any other future ability to bring art back to that forward facing again, um, uh, section of the building, I think it would enhance the neighborhood as well as the building. So just to comment on that. Um, and it does seem too like they're all around the building, like this big white wall we have here on the side. Um, if in the future, there is more opportunity to add art. I think it's a great location to do so. Um, all right, I want to open it up to my fellow commissioner. Hi, Commissioner McCoy here. Um, so kind of on that subject of the exterior wall, one of the things that we heard during this commission meeting quite loudly from the community was the, um, this is a public health space. And there was, there was some pushback about um, people photographing or having something that was too, um, that's something that people want to see and stand next to that would draw a lot of attention to the customers coming into the building. How has that been addressed before looking at or adding this particular exterior wall as an opportunity or has that been addressed yet? Um, I think, you know, in terms of what we had discussed for figuring out what possible art opportunities would be available in the space, there was a lot of discussion of like, you know, do we want only just interior artworks in the space? Is there opportunity for also exterior art opportunities in the space? You know, with the removal of the dragon, that does take away that that op, that feeling of, you know, the staff wanting confidentiality for their users, for the patients. And so, um, you know, we also heard comments from the communities asking about what about a more public facing opportunity or opportunity for this location? And so, you know, we kind of have the best of both worlds with these options, I believe. We have interior artwork opportunities as well as on the corner as well. Not as, you know, humongous and momentous as the, the dragon that would have been there, but, you know, at least an inviting presence on the corner of uh, Broadway and Mason. I think the that we had the director or one of the some of the doctors that came in from the clinic that specifically were against this. I I think it's um, for me and just want to make sure that we are speaking to the groups that really um, express very strong opinions about about this and about the safety and um, privacy of their customers or clients. Mm -hmm. um, with an external art piece. Yes, that's understood. And we've also been vetting this project plan with our community partners as well. Not only in our community um, partners, CCC, CCDC, but also people on staff, CPHC staff, our client agency, 
um, Department of Health, they've all reviewed this project plan. So they're aware that this is happening. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, oh, sorry. Oh. Chair, Chair, permission to address the committee. Yes. Um, oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Lex Director of Program. Um, as Alita Lee said, it's been addressed in the plan, but I understand you're referring to the public comment at our recent meeting. And so um, I will again pass that on to uh, the Director of Public Art Programs, Mary Chu. And I wanted to note that. Um, as Alita Lee mentioned, you know, we'll continue to work with uh, Chinese Culture Center and CCDC and community stakeholders on the art opportunities, but another, there's a lot of creative solutions. So one thing we're looking at at other locations is simply the height of the artwork and whether it's at pedestrian level, which might um, mitigate the likelihood that people are taking selfies in front of, you know, at street level as people are coming in. So there's, there's many ways to address it that could still have the presence of artwork there. Absolutely. Um, Commissioner McCoy here again. I think um, as this moves forward, if you know, if it moves forward, if it can also those things could be considered in panel as well. Thank you. Yeah. Commissioner Muslim. Sorry. Um, if I do recall the that meeting, uh, yeah, there was a there was a comment about the the privacy, but I don't know if that was like echoed among the community as much. I, I don't know what the, what the, how much strongly they were against it or not. I mean, I, I would prefer to see, again, if the community would like it, something more, well, I, identifies, you know, the neighborhoods and the history of the neighborhood a little bit more proudly and uh, not, not so much just on a, on a street level, it could be blocked by a car, but that's just my own personal opinion. Um, and I don't know exactly how, you know, like last time when we found out how people rated the idea of the old dragon, um, the questions weren't so clear and, and it wasn't really in context. So like, there's gonna be something new or are we gonna put it somewhere else? Or, you know, there was some confusion about that. That's what, People are coming up in arms later once we find out what was going on. And um, so my feeling is I would personally would like to know what does the community feel about not just people from the building department or people like in DPT or the actual people that live in the area. Do they want to see something like on and I agree with Commissioner Ferris that that piece at least that was there, you knew you were in Chinatown. Now we you know. Things have changed that, you know, we understand we need different art and whatever happened, but there was something about it that identified that neighborhood. Like when I went to, I drove through that thing since 1979 and you just know that you drive through Chinatown, that's the tunnel. And I feel like that identity is kind of getting a little bit washed up because of the new facade. And then the backside, I don't really see much, but Personally, I'd like to see more, uh, but again, I want to be sensitive to, to the, the community and what they feel like is important to them. That's my number one concern and not just, um, not just a director, one person or two, you know, somebody with a strong voice, really what, what the locals want, you know, and that's, I don't know if that's 
reflective just yet. I'm not sure if that has been identified or or not. So maybe you could. Yeah, we presented at a couple of community meetings. These are opportunities that I've presented today, and um, we've only heard, you know, comment no, no negative comments on what was presented. Um, and this, like I mentioned, has also been reviewed with our community partners who who do represent the community, CCC and CCDC. Um, there has been several opportunities where this these opportunities have been presented to the community. And was the opportunity of the, the bigger piece, I mean, you know, the, that corner, was that also brought up or was it an option? When we, um, so <laughs> I'm sorry that I missed the earlier part of the comments. And it was a comment I'm presuming about why these specific locations and not other locations that are probably more prominent. Is that the, um, no, no, I'm just talking we we're just, we got reviewed the, the, the locations. Yeah. And, and I, I see like the big opportunity, mm -hmm. which is the corner. Oh, not the not the one on the alley side, but on the Powell side, uh, I feel like that's an amazing local opportunity to be a, a you know prominent and identifying and be proud and and I I'm mm -hmm. just wondering was that an option mm -hmm. or was it just let's just keep it low key and put it down yeah. here? Yeah, I'll jump into I know uh, when we reviewed this project last time and and uh, in relation specifically whether or not to keep the dragon sculpture. There was an option on the side facade here, kind of where the bicyclist is. Um, and that was, I think, what was referred to specifically in terms of uh, people stopping and taking pictures and worrying about um, <clears throat> traffic there and it potentially being, um, uh, you know, a draw for people to take pictures and it being a health center. So, yeah, the privacy issue, um, I think. So we definitely looked at uh, the placement on the side there, and I think that's part of what has come up before. Um, part of what I was saying, too, is just the the pre-existence of that main, very public-facing community uh, piece of art that was on the other side of the building right above the tunnel. Um, and I know that also came up in, in terms of how that related to keeping or not keeping the dragon sculpture, too. Um, but yeah, so I think that was uh, this particular location that we're looking at uh, specifically was what was referred to uh, in terms of causing traffic and people to stopping to take pictures and then potentially the uh, invasion of privacy for for clients. Um, yeah, I remember that conversation. Thank you. Um, I remember it was they were talking about the side alley and then maybe block the street for the side alley. Things like that. Um, I still say that the front area. You know, if I was to ask the Lord, you know, the neighborhood. Do you want to see something here or do you, you don't want to, you know, you, the people that actually go there and people that experience the place. That's what I would want to know. You know, I, I sometimes we, we listen too much to a few voices that kind of affect the outcome. But what is what do the locals want? Do they want something that represents the neighborhood? Proudly, or do you want to just kind of look key in the front? Because this is going to be out for years to come. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Sure, I just so just to follow up, I just wanted to raise this issue. 
how you ask the question, you get different responses. So I know you said that it was presented with the options that we give the public. I wasn't there, and obviously this, this was a very sensitive community issue because of the dragon, and I, I, I don't recognize that. Um, but how we ask the question is because what he's raising is a very legitimate issue. Granted, we decided to take the dragon down because there was also a lot of community um, request to do that. I, you know, there was a lot of support to him because they didn't represent the community. What is an issue is that we took a substantial artwork where people can see it driving through in the gateway. People didn't stop by taking pictures, we drove through it. You could not miss that art piece. So this, this made it a very substantial art opportunity. Um, so obviously in conversation, we had the civic design. My issue was the architect completely should have not had the opportunity to remove her art and not really come up with the substantial. That was, let's leave that over there. But it, it feels like a missed opportunity. There's few things came up. One is secure, one is a, a issue of um, privacy. If that's the case, there should be no artwork outside of this building anywhere. Because whether it's on the corner or on the side, people will stop by take a picture. And that means that people are passing by. So if that was an issue, it needs to be raised. Because if that was a concern, I'd like to make sure that we address that concern for people. If the issue, if that's not an issue, looking at the building, you have a much better opportunity to have a much substantial representation of art rather than something that just seems hidden. Because it's gonna be there for another 50 years probably. You know. So the, the question is, is there, if in, in the process of doing, is this a possible, and that, I don't know if it's even an option to do that anymore, but we might want to consider doing something more substantial that you know, people can see, then hide it if that's an option. That's, I think that's what a concern is. As art commissioners, we're feeling like it was represented to us that we, for many reasons, there was this thing that we have to remove this you know, uh, artwork because it was insensitive in some ways, and I understand that. Um, but then it feels like we're not substituting the opportunity to do some substantial for our, for not just community, but the city. Because that was really, whether we liked the artwork or not, that's uh, was objective, right? The issue is that was a substantial, or you could not miss that driving between Broadway to go to Chinatown and back and forth. So I think that's really what all of us are a little concerned about is that we feel like it's the city is getting de de deprived of a opportunity to showcase an art piece that we were basically asked to remove and, and store. So that, that little piece over there is not substantial. That doesn't, doesn't do, you know, what, you know, I think that's really what we're trying to ask. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Uh, Commissioner McCoy, I'm just going to add on to what Commissioner Hakimi is saying, because I think this is also part of my comment as well as that just under, from the meeting that we had, there was a lot of information. There was community petitions. We had people come in and speak, but there was also a survey that was a little, little bit unclear. So I think what we're saying here is that we're not, you know, as commissioners here, we're not clear on what the community really wants here. And we don't want to miss this opportunity if there's a better opportunity because we're unclear about what the community is asking for. So just kind of boiling it all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> I was just to make maybe clarify a little bit more. It, just to make, it's not that we're not clear. Um, it's just that um, things could be kind of uh, spread out, you know, in a in a in a in an idea could be spread out. Or, but the clear thing I'm trying to get out of it is: does the community want something prominent and proud, and that's high that. You know, not even close to what what 
the, the visual of the other side, you know, the representation of the other side. Do they want none of it at all? Or if we're going to do art, let's put a piece that anybody that drives by, anybody that goes by, and then from the other side could see that. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like Chinatown is like slowly just kind of dissolving. And I feel strongly about a place like Chinatown needs to be recognized of what it's for, what is, why it's there, and how long it's been there. Director of Cultural Affairs, Ralph Remington. Um, I hear a couple of things uh, as I'm hearing a conversation. I hear that um, folks wanting to, uh, commissioners wanting to know what the community thinks. But then I hear another strain is that the commissioners themselves are saying they don't like it, that they think Chinatown should be more. That That's what I think. That, that seems like a part. I'm not saying that. Wait, I'm saying me. So, and I, and I want to also ask the commissioners, don't talk for the other commissioners. Say what I'm saying, what I feel, what we're saying, what we want, because that's not the deal here. And and so what I think that was here for me, Commissioner Monsley, is that you think Chinatown should have a bigger presence in that last statement, not in the statement before. So there's two separate things, two separate issues. And I think that we have heard from the community. I think that's what staff is telling us. And they have heard numerous community meetings. And this is where we are. So but I'm also hearing this is what I'm hearing. So I don't I don't I don't know if I'm hearing what I'm hearing, but this is what I'm what I'm hearing. I'm also side that the commissioners are saying, well, let's not get up for us because we, 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 we see this is what it feels like, right? Um, so just want to get clear on what we're seeing at the table. I'd like to uh, clarify myself. So I wasn't speaking for MV1 and I wasn't speaking for the community. I, the only thing I would like to get uh, a clear idea of, I know that the community has, has has spoken or already looked into it, and I'm not going to disagree with whatever the community decides. Um, what I wonder, what I wonder, okay, is that what Hakimi, uh, Commissioner Hakimi said, is like how things are presented, you know, because um, was this part, was it an option for the community, or was it like here are the walls, here's what we're looking at, we're not looking here. That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering about. I'm not saying like somebody did something on purpose or not. I'm just, just genuinely thinking of. Do they know the full options? Do they prefer this option, or they just like, oh, this is a cheaper option. This is a better. Option. I don't know what goes on with, with with those things. You know, I'd, maybe I'd like to. I'd like to get involved with them more often and kind of see what happens. But you know, just it's again. All I'm saying is that it's an important decision for years and years to come. And that's all. So if I can add, if I could add something to the conversation, I really I appreciate all the commissioners' comments and wanted to provide, you know, a little bit more context. And this kind of goes back to the goals that we developed for the project, which is really to kind of enhance the user's experience of this space with a public health center. You know, a lot of people go in and they kind of feel their their stress. And you know, we want the artwork to help kind of 
relieve some kind of tension, provide a sense of peace. And so there was an intentionally to integrate artwork throughout the spaces inside because we knew that that's where the users who are going into the space will be spending their time. And so that's why we picked the locations. And there's these walls, as Alita mentioned, on each of the patient areas. There's an entry, that entryway. So really like focusing in on the more human experience and being very intentional about these locations because it is a public health center. And we understand that the goal of the artwork for the site can help relieve tension and stress and have this other, you know, alter, you know, um, purpose for that site. And so also thinking about how we want to really have opportunities for more than one artist to create a work and seeing that there's an opportunity to really engage artists with a meaningful connection to Chinatown and really kind of bolster, you know, representation of artists that have that reflection in this project. And so for these various reasons, we have proposed these locations as options um, for the site because it fit the goals of the project um, and seemed to tie in. And so this is, you know, I just wanted to provide additional context for why we chose uh, those particular locations. And this is also coming off of the success of the Southeast Health Center, where the work was really focused on the interior spaces and how people were experiencing it. And we did, we looked at the, you know, we looked at the sterile opportunity. We looked at the, um, we looked at the glass opportunity that you see right next to the concrete. The other thing that I wanted to mention is um, that section where you see that concrete is the existing building. It is not going to change. And so, you know, for us, it is easier to integrate work when there's active construction. So, you know, there was that added kind of challenge of how do we deal with these panels and attach artwork to it? when we don't know what the substructure is. We don't know if we can actually attach something on there. There's more investigation needed for that particular opportunity. So, well, these are, that's not the only reason why we didn't select it, but the reason was really about the human experience and about users and about people inside the site and how they're going to experience it. So um, just wanted to provide that context. That's very helpful. Can I just, I want to clarify something. I just, because this is a learning curve for us as, as a commission. I think this is, so first of all, thank you for clarification. That helps. I think having inside of it is not, no, that's not a, that's absolutely fabulous. I think it should be more, be more art as you sit and wait for the doctor. <laughs> The issue that I think we need to address, and that's the elephant in the room, is this is a unique situation. We had a building that had an existing art that in retrofitting and revising it, there was decisions made in which us as an art commissioner were put in a position that we had to remove a public art. It was a significant piece, as I said again, regardless of opinions and feelings around the artwork, it was an artwork that is a gateway of Chinatown, and you could not miss that. What has happened, I just want to put that on the record. This, where most of us are not part of the community, so you have more sense of what the community wants than I will ever have. And that's why I rely on you to, to, to you know, same vice versa, correct? The issue I, we, we are concerned with more than anything else is because we want to make sure that the community who came in really strong voices and they showed up, to have an opinion and, 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 you know, made us believe what we should be doing. And, you know, 
were given the opportunity to know that they have an option to also do a substantial artwork in replacement of the, in the exterior. And if that's not an option, I understand that. I just we we all want to make sure that that was considered because they they're feeling as an art commissioner is we're depriving that community and depriving the city of San Francisco from a substantial artwork and replacing it on the exterior. I'm talking about with something that's not going to be as meaningful as 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 that. So I think that's really what we're trying to ask is making sure that when we have these conversations, we also consider that because this was a unique situation. I you know it was a learning curve for us too. Because um, that work was what up fifty years, I think. Yeah, and and oh, I don't know. So I hope that answers the, the issue. Uh, and and this is yeah, and this is. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that's all. It's yeah. not a. This is Commissioner Beltran speaking. Um, I also remember, and I understand our staff's um, dilemma, uh, in that I got the distinct impression that the original process for both the commission of and the design of that original art piece um, essentially did not involve the community at all. Mm. Yes. And that was a huge offense. <laughs> but that was I'd like to finish, please. Uh, we about, so I just want the original artwork. Yes, the original artwork. It was actually uh, an art piece commissioned by the architect mm -hmm. of the original building to be done by a graphic designer who had no ethnic connection to Chinatown, she was essentially imposing her conceptual design of the Chinese, which when you think of it, is pretty offensive. And many of the people who came and attended the meetings and even um, submitted in the extensive research that I, that I really admired was obvious from our staff about this project, spoke about that issue. that. They didn't recognize it as a Chinese dragon. It was this very stylized version. They'd never heard of this artist. And as it turns out, I don't think she ever did another commission. I think essentially um, this particular architect knew her to be able to get that design. And so if looking from a 10,000 <laughs> 10, high foot view, I see our commission sort of trying to write that wrong of the original commission. and involve the community as much as possible and not impose our judgment, the commission's judgment, the architect's judgment um, on what we think they want, <laughs> but to listen to them. And, and I believe that a lot of the feedback about where the art should be, what the art should do, not where it should be, because I don't think we actually solicited ideas about where it should be, because that's where we're the experts. But what the art should do was that it, the community really wanted to be able to both experience it, to be able to have feel joy and pride that it reflected them and reflected, you know, the artist's intention to reflect them. So, you know, hopefully that we would get artists from the community as well um, to reflect their culture and reflect that space. And then that they could experience it on a level that they were deprived of with the original piece, wherever it was located. Uh, what I think it's interesting is that um, um, we all, you know, we're not from that community, um, have this concept of what that piece meant to us. I think we have to let that go <laughs> because that's not what is at stake here is what the piece meant to us. Mm -hmm. 
So I just want to, because you're giving that, I just want to be clear. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that in the room. I actually sat and I agree with the community that should have been removed. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I, was, I, I, I know the history. I was actually there. I actually sat in the meetings and I know what happened. There's no question that the community made it clear they don't want data because it didn't represent them. And we understood as a commission, we delivered what they asked for. That's not what we're talking about over here. What I'm talking about is this is a, this was a substantial gateway entry to, to Chinatown. Whatever this building, the question is, did we do our part to make sure the committee gets the opportunity to decide where they want the artwork to go that works best for them? That's the question. And we're, we're, if this is where it's going to end up, it's fine. I'm not asking that. This is, this is not what we're, I'm talking about moving forward when we have unique situations like this. We should also ask that question from community where would not what works for us or the architect, what will work for the, the very thing that we're talking about is that we have the response to make sure the community is asking us to remove that or what works for them on the new building. Because what happened in the situation, the architect designed it also didn't plan on actually dealing with the art. They actually decided as an after, after fact, that was a commission we had in our, so it worked out because this gave the community a push to remove that artwork finally and i i was actually very much for that but we have to be sensitive about when we're building these kind of new buildings which are going to be there for another 50 60 years we want to make sure the very community that gave us the opportunity to hear them also get the opportunity to tell us if this is what they wanted because as as she raised at the beginning of this conversation there was conversation that were concern to even having an artwork outside is an issue of people's um, um, privacy. So if that's, that was the first question, did we address that issue? Is that, do they even want that or not? That's the kind of stuff that we want to make sure as we do these, that very community gets support because how we ask the question, that's how we're going to get the answer, right? So we want to make sure that our questions are um, more in, 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 you know, inclusive. Of, of what they need. And I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, so I just want to tell you, I, I am totally not for keeping an artwork that the community feels that they were not represented because it should never happen. You know, at least not today in this world that we live in. Yeah, Commissioner, I don't think we're in disagreement. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think, you know, um, maybe I can describe a little bit about our process for how we come to this decision and this project plan. So typically what we do is the Arts Commission meets with the client department um, and the architect. So in this case, public health and also DPW, who's the architect. And we look at these various opportunities and we think about the goals of the project and we want to make sure our goals are aligned with the goals of the site and what the site you know, calls for, who the users are and um, you know, what the site accommodates, what the public use is. And so based on the review of the goals and the opportunities, we develop a plan. And we develop a plan for the artwork thinking about what are our goals for the project? And then we bring that plan. We, in this case, we were working very closely already with Chinese Culture Center and the Chinatown Community Development Center. And so we had kind of a small working group where we kind of bounce these ideas off. We looked at different opportunities. Like I said, we mentioned, I mentioned the larger scale opportunities as well, including the glass. And we came to the determination that we were going to focus on these smaller opportunities that you see that are presented here. Then we bring that out to the community and we say, you know, we 
basically present what Alita has presented in terms of what the project goals are and where the opportunities are to see if there's any feedback. So we don't just go out to the community and say, hey, like, where do you guys want to see art? You know, because we want to go in there prepared, talking to the client, talking to the people that are using the space that know how, you know, and you know, and the architects, of course, you know, in terms of the design of the space, how people are using it to ensure that what we're bringing out to the community has been well thought through with our partners. And so, you know, and because of that process, I feel like we have a good, you know, we have a good kind of plan for how we want the artwork to function and where we want it to be and the opportunities that we want to be able to give to artists um, with what Lita has presented today. So. I think in answer to your question, I hope I answered your question in terms of like, this is what our process is and how we develop these project plans and how we bring things out to the community. I have no doubt in your expertise and, and professionalism. I just want to be clear. I just say this, this is a unique situation. I just want to keep coming back to this as a, please, not, not a, I don't want anybody to feel that I'm challenging you in any way. I'm just saying that we, as we did this, I just want to make sure that we are all on the same page. Um, you've done a great job. The community has done a great job. I think the art commission did a did an excellent job in trying to hear the community, and I'm very proud of this actual project doing this with the with the with the with the art commission. I'm just saying this is going to because we raised this. This is going to come up with other buildings in the city because they're getting older, and we're going to start having this issue over and over again. I'm just encouraging us to start thinking a little more beyond. You know, if we're taking something away, we just want to make sure. As we go to the communities, we are raising those opportunities with them. That's that's all. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. Um, thank you, Mary. I I was never questioning the process that the commission go through. Yeah, that was not none of my intention on that. Uh, I was I was just thinking, just from a San Franciscan. I've been here most of my life. Um. And not to impose my feelings on a community or anything, but if I feel like I'm a community member, whether I live in Chinatown or live outside Chinatown, I've been in San Francisco for a long time. So this is my community. So I look at it after every neighborhood as, as my neighborhood. And that's where my thought process is coming from. Again, it's up to the, the people that are there and the ideas and what they want to see. I'm just bringing that up as something to be pointed out to because it is going to be up for a long time. That's it. I appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you. Um, thank you everybody for your comments. And that was a very robust conversation. Um, I do want to echo uh, a few things that, um, yes, it was very apparent that the staff did their due diligence in doing the survey even and getting um, feedback from the community, how we can further improve our surveys to make sure they're really reflective of what the community wants. I am very proud of the Arts Commission and, uh, because we listened to the community and we really uh, took into account in that decision making and taking down that piece. And, and as Commissioner Beltran pointed out that that uh, was not the right piece for uh, the location that it was. Um, I also want to agree with Commissioner Hakimi that this is a special, um, a special location that meant uh, something to the location, both for Chinatown and for San Francisco at large in the gateway. Uh, location that it was placed. Um, and it is an opportunity to look forward 
as Commissioner Hakimi said, for future um, prominently placed uh, pieces of public art and how those are treated uh, from the very beginning with looking at new architecture and, and if there's ways to preserve, uh, even if it is to change the piece entirely, so it is, uh, you know, connected to and appropriate for the communities that they're in, um, that we don't lose the opportunity for really bold placed, uh, recognizable in our community places for art, for public art. Um, you know, and, and so that was my initial lament is that uh, as beautiful as this building is going to be in the art, I'm really excited for the placement. And I hear you, Mary, you know, it really makes sense to take into account the murals that are going to be in the waiting room and how that is going to affect the people that use the building, um, not losing sight of how important that building and that placement uh, for public art is to the community, to San Francisco, and to all the people that live here and drive past it every day. And, you know, as someone who was also born and raised here, like Commissioner Moosley, I've I've driven past that hundreds and hundreds of times, as, as a lot of us have. And I just lament the loss of any art that won't be as part of that gig. So, um, so yeah, again, a well-earned, I think, learning opportunity for us in how we go forward and look at uh, other occasions where this might come up. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, I have um, CCTC that wanted to share some comments. Yes. Um, and uh, well, we can open it up to public comment. I know you guys did public comment cards, but if you just want to come and comment as well as part of the discussion, that's definitely. It's me again. Um, I'm here with the Chinese Culture Center. I forgot to introduce myself last time. Um, really, thank you for the robust conversation that's happening here, and thank you for, you know, reforming the direction that we're going in in terms of really needing community feedback and community voice and in, um, integrated into the entire public art process. Um, and I think you know Chinatown can use every opportunity it can get for public art. Really, and I think we value these opportunities a lot. Um, and I have to say, you know, Chinatown among, you know, in the context of other neighborhoods is one of the few uh, that has to reckon with the fact that it's a tourist destination, right? And it has to reckon with how it can determine what it looks like and, you know, what it is to outsiders as well as community members and residents. Um, so I, you know, I really do feel that um, for this project in particular, and I do want to affirm the goals that were laid forth by Lita that, you know, it's finding, it's wellness, it's peace. Um, and to contextualize the site, you know, that street in particular is across from um, a senior housing center. It's adjacent to a um, elementary school as well. So it's actually about families. It's about family. It's about, you know, daily users of the space. Um, so, you know, take a, take a look at who ultimately would be looking at that work and would be empowered by that work. You know, it might not be your average uh, Visitors of Chinatown. Actually, it's actually has a different function to it all. Um, of course, we, we welcome you know new opportunities and Chinatown. And you know, as commissioners, I hope you can keep advocating for these opportunities too. Um, and, um, and again, I think um, going back to previous discussions about the health clinic, um, we really do value having a equity framework in the selection of the artists and in terms of determining the theme of the. Um, artwork as well, um, and then um, just emphasizing that 
the communities that are involved in the determination of what should be in the site includes um, people who live there, um, the staff of the health center, which you know were our frontline um, essential workers throughout COVID, and um, and this is you know I I this is the this is the direction I come to to Chinatown every day. So I see this building nearly every day. You know the building gets graffiti and, and things like that. You know, and, and so there's a whole other elements of um, health and wellness and for the everyday user that um, I really want to just reemphasize um, here. Hi, I'm CCDC, community partner that I mentioned. And so much of what also agree with, so just double clicking on that. Um, and I appreciate the very robust conversation that we saw here today. And just for what I said, that how much centering the community voice seems to be present here. So, I really just wanted to appreciate that. And so, shout out to Svelton Supervisor and also to the staff. And I know it's been there have been quite a few difficult conversations, um, but I really appreciated the staff and also at SFAC and the Commission, I think, really centering on thinking about the community, all the folks that they mentioned, the people who work here, the people who actually go. Uh, the people who actually use the health center um, and how important it is to create that space for them that is welcoming and helpful for them in their recovery and in, in, and in maintaining their health as well. Um, I think I was looking for the opportunities for having that public art in Chinatown. So, um, and uh, I think so we can go to CCDC, continuing to have conversations that really center the community, the Chinatown community, and uplift as well the cultural diversity um, and history in the Chinatown community. So it's been really great to hear that. Um, and of course, I'm really looking forward to and really glad that Chinese Cultural Center, with all of its experience and expertise in terms of knowing how to reach out to the community, is going to be a partner on this. So, I know just to find another work that's been done before, uh, and just really looking forward to continuing this partnership. Uh, if I can just. Well, I just wanted to lift up something that both um, Amy and Hoy said is that. Um, you know, it is really thank you to the district supervisor for being able to provide additional funds in order for us to be able to do this very directed outreach um, to the monolingual community and in Chinatown. You know, as um, CCC had mentioned before, we we were able to work closely with them on the project for Chinatown uh, Central Subway Station and the results. You know, we see the results there, so we're very excited with the opportunity to do that again. Great. Thank you guys so much for your comments and your uh, participation. And yes, thank you, Alita and Mary, for your continued hard work on this project and all the projects you guys work on. And thank you, commissioners, for all the um, conversation and and discussion around this. Um, we do want to make sure that we are doing our due diligence and getting things as right as possible anyway. And um, so, so thank you. All right. Um, yeah, want to open it up for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number five, the Chinatown Public Health Center renovation? If you'd like to make public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out an information card. We are currently on item five. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. 
You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. Um, is there anyone who'd like to make public comment on the current agenda items? There is no public comment at this time. Thank you, Tara. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for the discussion. And now I'd like to ask for a final motion. So move, Commissioner Belcher. Second. Second, Second Commissioner Schneer. Thank you, Commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. The motion passes unanimously. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alita. All right, we're going to move forward and call item number six. Item number six is the 2024 Art on Market Street poster series. We have a discussion and possible action to approve the final, I'm sorry, the six final designs by Jesse Hernandez for the 2024 Art on Market Street kiosk poster series. I'd like to introduce program associate Craig Corpora for uh, to present the item. Craig. Thank you. Um, good afternoon, commissioners. I'm presenting the final designs by Jesse Hernandez for the 2024 um, Market Street um, Art on Market Street poster series. Um, this is the first project for 2024, which is going to be devoted to um, San Francisco Bay Area Native peoples. Uh, just a little background on Jesse Hernandez. Um, he is a Concord-based Indigenous artist whose work highlights the strength, resilience, and beauty of the indigenous American cultures. He aims to preserve and shine a light on native traditions through contemporary aesthetics. Um, he states, "My uh, the voice of my ancestors, ancestors is what drives me. So for his series, Hernandez created a series of six unique posters showcasing animals of significant significance importance to Bay Area indigenous cultures and utilizing the animals traditional names and dialects of the local area. Languages in, included are Chichenyo, um, Ramson, Coastal Miwok, and Mutsun. He consulted with um, language holders of the Confederated Villages of the uh, Lijan and members of the Sogoria Te Land Trust for accuracy of the text used in his series. Um, the juxtaposition of cultures and nature among the city streets will be a powerful contrast and inspirational and educational to its viewers along Market Street. Among the animals presented will be the eagle, as you saw before, um, coyote, bear, um, hawk, deer. Ah, there's both eagle and a hawk. Um, the deer and um, the otter. So Jesse actually had um, one of the members he was talking with at the uh, Lijan um, community suggest the final poster and they suggested the otter. Um, if approved, we'll be sending the files to the printer soon and have these installed along Market Street um, in the first or second week of March. Those are fabulous. Yeah, he did a great job. People are definitely going to notice these, which is great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, they look really good. They, they're really, you, you know, one of the things that in the past when you get the kind of comic key looking art, which is great, the great message if you actually read it and pay attention. But these like really, yeah, they have a very strong presence. It's blending old world and kind of new world and really great message. Yeah. Good choice. 
I, I love the graffiti style. Yeah, the graffiti yeah. style. Fabulous. Yeah, it's a great, great combination. Yeah. And education about the name, origin of, you know, the origin, um, pronunciation of the name. Yes. This is wonderful. The bear is my favorite. Because, <laughs> uh, no, there's the reason. The reason is you've never seen the bear that we know is in context of California bear. This is this has taken bear to to way back to a different vision that we have of a bear, and that's what I love about it. It's like it's back to so to other languages. It's wonderful. Um, thank you, commissioners. Reminder to say your names when you talk to other people. <laughs> so excited about it. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I can, uh, I can see why you're excited. It's beautiful work. Um, any other commissioner comments, questions? The work is beautiful. That is my comment. All right. Seeing no other, thank you so much, Craig. Uh, seeing no other commissioner comments, I would like to open it up for public comment. Is there any public comment? On item number six, the 2024 Art on Market Street poster series. If you'd like to make a public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out an information card. We are currently on item six. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Is there anyone who would like to make public comment on the current agenda item? There's no public comment. Thanks, Tara. All right, then I'd like to ask for a motion. Let's try again. So move, Commissioner Beltran. Second, Commissioner Schneer. Thanks, Commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. The motion passes unanimously. All right, we're going to call item number seven, which is the Public Art Program and Civic Art Collection Fiscal Year 2023 Annual Report. Uh, I would like to introduce Civic Art Collection and Public Art Program Director Mary Chu and Senior Registrar Allison Cummings to present the item. We're excited for this one. <laughs> Thank you, Commissioners. A little bit late, but <laughs> nevertheless, we are here to present the work that we completed fiscal year 2023 um, between the Public Art Program and the Civic Art Collection. Happy to, yeah, I'll do it, okay. yeah. And happy to be here with um, our Senior Registrar Allison Cummings to do this presentation. So this is a summary um, of our art expenditures for fiscal year 23. You can see that um, the bulk of our costs, direct public art costs, are for the artwork design and fabrication. This includes artist contracts, artwork purchases, loans, and the fabrication of the work. The second highest cost being art handling and site costs. So this includes installation, transportation, site preparation, so this may be foundations, anything to prepare the site for the artwork and any associated with permit fees. So you'll see in the bottom, our total direct public art investments are 3.8. The direct collections investments uh, is a half a million, and Allison will go into more detail about those numbers uh, later on. And then the total program investment, so this includes our staff costs, is um, about 6.3. Just to give you a sense of the overall scope of the program. 
Uh, this is a list of new commissions um, on the left hand side and purchases of artwork um, that we completed in uh, fiscal year 23. And um, the artwork purchases were for the Alameda, Alameda Creek Watershed Center. There was one purchase and the remainder was for the Southeast Community Center. And just to highlight some of the. Some of the new commissions, um, of course, is the 49 South NS video wall was um, a fair number of the commissions that you saw on the previous list. Um, we are Craig has managed that project and we are very close to <laughs> having those videos up and having um, a uh, having an opening, which you will all be invited to to be able to view those videos and then a special um, shout out to also collections for um, really helping us properly prepare for to maintain these video pieces that we're going to have, because as you all know, this is something new. And there's been a lot of work to make sure that the way that we are processing this information and storing it is appropriate and for our longtime collections management. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we also have a new commission was for Ocean Beach. You may recall this is a, an artwork by Mark Balsasaki um, that was awarded in 23, in fiscal year 23. Uh, and as well as an India base, uh, India base and shoreline. So on the opposite side <laughs> of San Francisco, you'll see this piece by Christine Mays um, for India Basin. So exciting to have these projects underway and started. Yeah. Uh, so this is, um, and then I'm going to present some information about the demographics of the artists. And this information is based on a voluntary survey that artists complete as part of the application package where they self-identify their race, uh, their gender, their race, and ethnicity. As a reminder, according to state law, we can't use these criteria for consideration when awarding contracts. Uh, the funding amounts that we'll see are based on artist fees, not total project budget to allow for a more equal comparison between projects. Um, so next slide. So you'll see that this is a breakdown of gender. Uh, you'll see that while the total number of commissions went mostly to male artists, the total dollar amount, uh, the majority went to female artists. Next slide. Um, and this is a breakdown by race and ethnicity. So you'll see that the majority of the commissions were awarded, you'll see in the middle kind of section, Asian American, artists who identify as Asian American or Asian, Black African American or African, Latinx. Um, and the dollar amount, similarly, if you don't count the prefer not to answer, um, which kind of threw, uh, threw the statistics a little bit, but the majority did go to Asian American or Asian and artists, the same, the same grouping, Black African American or African and Latinx. Next slide. And then the um, majority of commissions went to San Francisco based artists, both the number of commissions and the dollar amount. And then just a review of public art projects that we completed now in 2023 that commissioners approved as installed. And it was a very robust year. <laughs> so we'll start with, and a lot of projects excitingly in the Bayview that had. Um, open. So, starting with the Southeast Health Center, 
um, with this piece by Ramakan, and we can just kind of go through these. Also, the Southeast Center by William Rhodes. Um, also, the Southeast Center Health Center. These are two projects, one by uh, both of them by Ron Saunders, um, integrating the um, his photography um, into these glass panels that are part of the functioning of the center itself. Of course, the Southeast Community Center had a significant collection of artworks associated with that site, including this piece by Mildred Howard, um, Kenyatta A.C. Hinkle, uh, Philip Hua, celebrating um, the six founders of the community center. And then, of course, a number of really uh, exciting 2D works that were installed throughout the, um, uh, the hallways of the office spaces on the uh, second and third floor. Uh, just down the street um, in front of the uh, Southeast Wastewater Treatment Plant on Evans, uh, there was, um, as you know, a temporary installations of art as well um, on the construction barricades. Um, this one's by Nancy Cato. And uh, this project also in the Bayview uh, completed Michael Bartolos uh, for Fire Station 49 and artwork integrated with the, um, with the fencing of the site. And then, of course, a number of central subway projects, the Rose Pack Station by Yume Ho, two pieces, significant pieces that are installed. Um, also at Chinatown, the Claire Rojas mural that you saw earlier uh, in Alita's presentation, uh, and integrated artwork by Hewan Starkweather for the Union Square Market Station. And of course, the, the note by Roxy Payne for Yerba Buena Moscone Station. And we also installed or finished the installation of a piece by Alicia McCarthy for, um, for SFO, a glass piece. Uh, we also completed, and this is not in our collection, uh, but we were commissioning it as a collection of Treasure Island Development Authority, um, uh, uh, the piece by Hiroshi Sugimoto on top, on top of Hilltop. The park is going to be opening up soon, so commissioners um, can go see it. Yeah, it's um, this spring. <laughs> it will it will open up hopefully in time for the spring equinox. So you can actually see there is a stone marker, um, and so when the sun is um, shining on the spring and autumnal equinoxes, you'll see um, what is hopefully, if it's sending a, a tip of a shadow on a stone marker that's installed in the site. I and wanted it, to mention that I was driving on the bridge um, about three weeks ago and the sun was out, one of those rare days. And the uh, piece is situated such that when you're driving on the bridge, it reflects on the tip mm -hmm. and makes it as far <laughs> that you can see which side driving as you're driving east west, west okay. no east as you're driving towards berkeley oh, it, it totally caught me by surprise because i was in yeah. the left lane and all of a sudden there's just yeah <laughs> and it's the tower it's pretty magical i sometimes drive in the morning um driving west and in the morning when you're driving west the sun just also hits it at a place yeah. where it it's like an explosion of light. Um, it's pretty exciting because it's fairly slender, as you can see. Um, but the light really does catch it really well. It's a mirror finish, uh, stainless steel, 
And also just to give thanks also to JD who served our commissioner, sorry, Commissioner Beltran, who served on the TIDA Art Steering Committee for a number of years in the inception of the Arts Master Plan, as well as the artwork and the selection of the work. Um, and then, of course, our very popular Art on Market Street poster series. This is Comics 2.0 and the series that was um, commissioned for that. Um, of course, Cat Henge. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, our Street Smarts program as well, um, that at the time was was managed by um, Craig, and um, we had a, completed this uh, Street Smarts mural for that project that year. And yeah. And then before I turn it over to Allison, of course, I didn't name everybody, but just a big heartfelt thanks to all of our amazing staff. And because we just finished the public art portion, I'm going to highlight the public art. Labor yeah. work, <laughs> dedication on completing the projects, and also just wanted to add collection staff. Um, is working with us very closely throughout the whole length of our project, starting from artist selection to advise artists on materials um, through to design development when they're looking at the actual objects and how they're being assembled together through fabrication when they're out there with us on site visits to go see the artwork in person and look at it compared to the construction documents to installation when they are there on site and reviewing the install and you know to, so they can really understand how the work is you know designed built assembled so that they can care for it in its longevity so really um, wanted to acknowledge that it is a big um, part of the work that they do so that they are able to really care for the the work in the collection so also like a really big thank you to collection staff and all of the help that you provide for us it over to Allison. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Um, always excited to talk about our work. Um, but first, I'm going to start with a bunch of numbers because <laughs> it's part of the work. Um, so some of these are going to look familiar, hopefully. Um, there's some continuity here from our last fiscal year's presentation. Uh, and um, uh, what you're seeing here, for those who perhaps weren't here last year for that uh, conversation, is a history of the allocation that we get from uh, the capital uh, budget uh, to care for the collection. Um, and the story that's being told here, of course, is it has increased over time uh, pretty significantly uh, to a point, uh, which is the pandemic. You can see the massive drop there back in FY21. <laughs> um, and what and our efforts to rebuild, essentially. And so we know that our rough uh, total need on an annual basis is about 1.8 million. We don't receive that. Uh, and, um, you know, we historically, our need exceeds our allocation, which is, um, you know, not uncommon for city departments uh, dealing with maintenance and deferred maintenance. Uh, we, since the pandemic, 
to calculate that out. We've we've seen about a 2.3 million dollar deficit from what we would have expected uh, should the pandemic not have happened, but of course it did. You'll also notice that in the difference between FY23 and FY24, um, there's a drop in about 60,000 there. Where this is our current budget deficit, we're entering into some challenging times with the city. So uh, we're going back down again. Uh, and so that's the takeaway on this one. We are working hard. Uh, staff is currently working with the Office of Resilience and Capital Planning. We're in the midst of um, you know, building efforts to build awareness with them and the committee about the value of restoring our previous funding. Um, and to be continued on that, those uh, meetings take place in March um, as a part of the, the city's budget process. So we have two major buckets that we use to care for the collection, right? Our capital funds, which you can see certainly ebb and flow. Uh, and then other funds, which are uh, various sources that include uh, the up to 10% art enrichment set aside. Um, and then project funds to say relocate in an existing work that comes with a, a construction project, work orders, add backs, donations and grants. Um, and you can see here the history from FY19 to now uh, between uh, what we have spent, this is expenditures, what we have spent from capital funds and what we have spent using other funds. So we've, since FY20, 1.4 million to uh, 500,000 this year. And this is a detail of what we spent it on in FY23. And again, FY23 is July 1st, 2022 to June 30th, 2023. Um, and this pie chart, you know, roughly stays, you know, uh, in line, we're usually spending half to over half on conservation and relocations. Um, a good quarter, third to a third on vandalism abatement um, and so forth. And I'm just gonna highlight a few of our projects uh, that took place during this time frame and the types of projects that we do. I did, I believe I presented on the Diamondite Safety Wall Project. Uh, conservation project. This was a large-scale uh, conservation and restoration project that was partially funded uh, via an ad back from Supervisor Mandelman's office. Uh, we also had contributions from DPW. Um, we cleaned and replaced repaired rotted areas of the redwood. Uh, the backside of the sculpture was treated for the first time in its history because it does um, abut against private property. And so there was a whole process of getting access to people's backyards. <laughs> it was uh, a new one for us. And then there was this project came about from significant community support for the piece um, and advocacy on uh, the part of the community. Uh, and then I wanted to show an example of a conservation treatment to a two-dimensional piece because we do have a significant two-dimensional collection. This is a painting um, by uh, Connie Smith Siegel. Beach at Tamales Bay. It actually was originally acquired for uh, SFO, but sometimes those pieces migrate. And in this case, uh, this piece is now at the SFPUC headquarters at 525 Golden Gate uh, in the uh, director's suite. Uh, so an example of a relocation um, project that's ongoing. This is the Sentinels piece by Aristides Dimitrios out at City College. They're in the midst of completely redoing their student success center. Uh, the buildings behind this piece are no longer there. They're building new ones. So we had to remove the piece to storage. It's going to undertake or undergo conservation 
and actually be relocated in a more prominent location in FY25 as a part of a bond-funded construction project. Of course, conservation assessments, we just talked about this one. <laughs> Didn't know when I used it as an example that it was going to be a hot topic today. Um, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Keeping you engaged. <laughs> um, so, of course, an example of a of a of a uh, a project where we are assessing an existing piece uh, and uh, using that data to you know make decisions around um, dispositions and so on. Um, and of course, vandalism abatement. These pictures are always the fun ones. Mary gets to show the shiny pieces, and I get to show the <laughs> dirty ones. We had a lot last year, and we have a lot this year, too, but that is always the case. A couple of examples is a broken stained glass at uh, SFO, the Sarah Kane piece. Um, the, the Dewey Monument at Union Square has been um, particularly maligned this, <laughs> this year. And where we have our usual suspects, McKinley Monument, Broadway seating, uh, Genesis at the Most County Center. And we have a new usual suspect that he's on the upper left there. That's the Pardo illuminated, illuminated sculptures up at um, Gary. And, and uh, of course, we do our best to treat things in the most timely manner and uh, uh, with our concert conservators and uh, conservation technicians. Um, but it's a part of what we do. And we did 29 projects, holistic projects in that fiscal year. And then, of course, emergency removals. These things happen. This was the uh, invocation by Pepe Ozon, uh, was hit by a tree during the storms uh, in early 2023, and um, uh, obviously was significantly damaged, has been removed to storage, and we're working on conservation, uh, hopefully, this fiscal year. So you'll see more about that. And we did complete the Monuments and Memorials Advisory Committee report. That was issued uh, back in May of 2023. And of course, there's a lot of work that's coming as a result of this. Um, you know, it didn't happen in fiscal year 2023, but of course we have the, um, the Mellon grant that we're working through uh, with shaping legacy projects, which is a direct result of this work. And lastly, uh, you know, we do a lot of administrative work too. We're not always in the field. Uh, so I, I like to, share the details of that because it is a significant labor on the part of staff. So uh, 55 artworks completed during FY23, 930 archive records created, modified, and managed in Embark, which is our database uh, for works, plus ephemera, plus new projects. Uh, we've relocated approximately 45 artworks in this time frame, both in the permanent uh, or the portable and the sighted collections. We responded to 62 research and photo requests. These are requests that are externally generated from either the public or the press uh, or community. And, um, you know, on top of everything else, uh, we were without a project manager for eight months in FY23. Uh, and so gratefully, we were able to add new staff. We did add part-time temp registration support. Uh, that's our staff member, Aaron Pruitt. And of course, our full-time project manager, Grace Weiss in April, 2023. Um, and thank them both for their work, and of course, Tara Peterson as well, <laughs> our registrar extraordinaire. Um, and that's it for me. <laughs> hey. Yes, yes. We can't wait either. We're 
<laughs> we are eager to do that. If I can just um, finish with this last slide here and just this looking forward slide, um, you know, we will continue um, continue to need to active con conservation and maintenance projects, utilizing a triage approach that takes into account funding levels, initiating, of course, recommendations from the Monuments Memorial Advisory Committee um, that um, Allison just mentioned through what we're now calling Shaping Legacy, which is our project from the Mellon Foundation grant. Of course, the agency's strategic planning process that's um, that have, we have embarked upon. Um, SFO is beginning its redevelopment again. Um, they were on pause for a while for COVID. And so there are going to be new commissions coming down the line with these major construction projects. And we will really continue to build awareness around the value of consistent and robust collections, care funding, support efforts, as um, Allison mentioned, to reestablish um, the funding that we were receiving um, pre-pandemic. So these are things that we are looking forward to doing and also just wanted to end by saying thank you to our commissioners for your support over <laughs> over that year. It was there was there's always a lot of activity um, in our program, and it's um, great to get you, have your support. Thank you for that report. I'm just curious about something. Um, is the graffiti trending up, or is it the same every year? Um, it's pretty consistent. Um, we see it, it does come in waves. So yeah, some years are, are a little worse than others. Um, we tend to see it, at least our data shows often around holidays. So summers, uh, we get an uptick around the winter holidays as well. It just is pretty constant. I mean, it, it does sort of shift on, you know, like I said, we, we've been seeing a lot at the Dewey Monument in Union Square uh, this year and less so on the McKinley Monument in, in Golden Gate Park, I, you know, uh, and we're continuing adding, continuing to add works to the collection. So in that sense, it's upticking, but so is the number of artworks that can be vandalized. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, no, nothing has like, is, is been in too, you know, too, nothing jumps out at me as a, as a change in trend. Well, that's good, because it kind of feels to me like there's more. <laughs> uh, this is Commissioner Beltran. First of all, thank you so much, both um, Mary and Allison and the whole staff. Mm. Uh, Mary, what is the um, major redevelopment? Is it Terminal 1 at SFO? Or? Terminal 3. So Terminal 3 was put on hold when COVID started, Terminal 3 West, and now it's starting again. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Is that the United Terminal? Yeah. Terminal 3. Yes. <laughs> I don't fly United, so. The one they haven't renovated yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, Thank you. Um, checking for any other commissioner comments or questions. Um, I, for my part, I just want to you guys oh, no. represent everybody else that is not here. Um, I mean, I love this part. I love like looking back at all the amazing work that the staff is helping um, manifest in our city. It's just amazing. It really is just uh, to look back and see all the work that you guys are doing and you know, thank you, uh, not only as a commissioner, and it's such an honor to get to work with you guys, but as somebody from San Francisco and the work that you're doing is so important and just beautifies our city. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I, I also, Commissioner Beltran, I just wanted to add that whenever um, people in my circle or not in my circle or my students or people I encounter ask, when I say I'm on the Arts Commission, they say, "What's what does the Arts Commission do? I'm like, 
Have you ever flown out of SFO? <laughs> <laughs> like all the art. And and point out all the art in the city and and then they're like, I'm not worthy. <laughs> um, one thing I would love to add and, and check in with you guys, um, and maybe this is something Coma can help do is uh, the 55 piece art show uh, at slideshow for each piece. Is there somewhere that that is done? Is it online? Is it on our Instagram? Yes, yes, the 55 that were done this year and, you know, and if possible, even throwing in, what was it? 62. Yeah, the 62 that we're also part of, oh, maybe that's uh, wrong. Yeah, that wrong. Well, the 62 or however many that were also moved or restored. I mean, I think it's, it's so amazing to get to see the breadth, even what you showed us, which isn't everything is impactful. And mm -hmm. I think that would be such an impact on the community. Uh, maybe a little slower than the last slideshow. Oh, I see what you're saying. The 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 social but, media yeah, where it can video go through you know, oh, okay. three, two or three seconds long enough to actually see it, and then to get the sense of like all this work is what was done in one year. Um, I think would be amazing to see. You know, whether yeah, it's an Instagram yeah. post or put on the website or something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to all our friends. <laughs> <laughs> can certainly bring that to coma. Yeah. <laughs> FY24 report. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Well, thank you guys again. Thank you so much for that report. Um, any other commissioner comments, questions? Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, she yeah. turned it off. Oh, Abby turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to tell you that I, I know sometimes the conversations are yeah. are challenging, but that's part of the, yeah, I, that's part of my job to do. And I want you to understand it's nothing. I just, I'm just trying to do my job for the, for the community. So, yeah. Thank you for listening and, yeah, delivering because you guys, completely deliver every time so thank you thank you and to that extent tara just mentioned that coma just texted that he, he since he's listening <laughs> he will look into <laughs> he will look into creating a reel <laughs> are listening regardless thank you coma instant response that's good a little slower that's a little slower um, okay, great. Thank you, commissioners, and thank you again, Mary. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you again to the staff and Coma, who's listening. <laughs> All right. So, uh, without seeing any other commissioner comments, uh, I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number seven, public art program and civic art collection fiscal year 2023 annual report? If you'd like to make public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out a public an information card. We're currently at item seven. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Is there anyone who wants to make public comment on item seven? There is no public okay. comment. All right, thanks, Tara. Um, thank you again, Mary. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. All right, we're gonna move forward to uh, item number eight, which is the staff report. I'd like to reintroduce Civic Art Collection and Public Art Program Director, Mary Chu, to present. 
Yeah, thank you, commissioners. Uh, just some um, announcements on open RFQs, RFPs. Um, so we have the Mission Bay Public School um, Art Opportunity. Um, we are seeking artists, artist teams to submit their qualifications for a tile or mosaic artwork on the exterior of the school's entrance. The deadline to apply is Monday, March 18th. We have the Treasure Island Water Resource Recovery Facility RFQ that's also open. Uh, as a reminder, this project is for artwork on concrete facades on the maintenance and administrative building facing Eastside Avenue. And the deadline to apply is Monday, March 11th. We also have um, an RFP open outdoor exhibition of existing large scale sculptures for Patricia's Green. The deadline is March 1st and uh, Treasure Island City Side Park. And this is a new ser a series of new sculptures installed along a pathway through City Side Park. And the deadline is March 15th. Um, as always, if you are know of, you know, know of artists who might be great for these opportunities, please let us know. Uh, also, the comment period for the Gene Friend Recreation Center integrated wall proposals, uh, that uh, comment period has been extended to Friday, March 1st. Um, and then just one other uh, note is I know that Allison had uh, presented the, um, you know, some of the damage that we get from our artwork from storms. And just to note that with this past storm that happened, uh, we also received some damage, additional damage on the Jorge Pardo artworks that are on Van Ness. And so you may notice that some of the orbs are missing now and we are working on addressing um, how to best uh, remedy and fix it. Actually, Collections is doing it. Um, so, and working very closely with the fabricator. But, you know, we are noticing with the more severe weather that is coming down our way that we need to be really thoughtful and mindful about materials that we're using in these public spaces. And, Kind of what what they're going to, you know, what they're going to face when they're installed and, you know, we know that San Francisco has certain corridors that are particularly windy that have particular kind of challenges as well. And so, you know, it's an ongoing um, it's an ongoing uh, concern, of course, for us and uh, just wanted to let commissioners know that because of this, we are and we can we have been, but we will continue to be very mindful about the materials that artists will be working with um, in these public spaces because we want to be able to maintain them properly or else it doesn't really serve the public. Commissioner Bashman, can I ask how it was damaged? The orbs were damaged? Um, I might ask Allison if she can come up because she has more details about. Okay, because they are um, powder coated metal, right? Is that right? They are no. fiberglass. Oh, they were. I didn't they're, realize. They're acrylic. Oh, acrylic. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I did not realize. The ones on the ground level are fiberglass. The ones on the top of the poles are acrylic, and the poles themselves are, are steel. Uh, and so we had, there were some significant wind events that happened yeah. uh, last week. Yeah. Before last. There really were. Um, and so uh, there was a, a failure in one of the acrylic pieces uh, that caused it to, to fall. And so, uh, Grace and Jackie, my colleague, uh, Grace and Jackie, uh, sort of uh, once we became aware that this had happened, went out um, to uh, investigate the case, piece, 
Grace, we brought in one of our contractors, the installer, Atel, uh, to investigate all the rest of the pieces to see if they make sure that they were stable. Uh, and we decided to bring down one of them, the second one, uh, to avoid <laughs> any sort of issue with that, knowing that more storms are coming. Uh, and so we are working closely now, Jackie, myself, and Grace, uh, with the engineer, the fabricator, the artist team. Uh, to devise, uh, to, to try to investigate what happened, uh, and then um, devise solutions uh, to 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 support the piece. Yeah. And luckily, no one ran away with it before you were. Well, it did. <laughs> I will say, it did blow away. Oh. Uh, it, it, <laughs> so, uh, and the light fixture is no longer extant. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. We, we could check with uh, Commissioner Muslinger, Florida. Yeah. Thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Checking with other places that are. Our commissioner of Florida, they're probably. Yeah, they make everything out of rock. <laughs> Good to know. Um, thanks for the update. And yes, uh, the new hurricane force winds that we are experiencing. Um, we have to put in a wind shear quotient, yeah. right? <laughs> for anything that's like freestanding. Yeah, gosh. Um, okay. Well, thank you, Mary, for the update. And um, looking forward to uh, all the RFPs uh, and Qs that are coming up. Um, any other commissioner comments, questions? Seeing none, I'd like to uh, call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number eight, the staff report? If you'd like to make public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out an information card currently on item eight. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. Is there anyone who would like to make public comment on item number eight? There's no public comment. <coughs> Thanks, Tara. Thanks, Mary. Thanks. All right. Calling item number nine, new business and announcements. This item is to allow commissioners to discuss new agenda items or con uh, for consideration to report on recent art activities and to make announcements. Commissioners, any? Uh, Commissioner Musley, I, I want to take the opportunity to say thank you for everybody in the Art Commission team. Um, I always remind myself that what we see is just the tip of the iceberg and all the tons of work that goes in behind it. And um, so I'm grateful for what the city have to offer and what you guys do for the city. So thank you for that work. Appreciate it. Ms. Commissioner Belchin, and I wanted um, to echo Commissioner Musley and uh, iterate that we were just a group of us, a small group of us, were just reappointed for another four years. So uh, you're stuck with me <laughs> another four years. Uh, um, and at the end of those four years, I will have been on the Arts Commission for 18 years. Wow. And it is one of my absolute favorite things in my entire life that I do. So because of you and because of the team and because of what we're accomplishing and because of how deeply and permanently we're affecting the landscape of the city, which is still my favorite city in the world. So thank you very much. Thank you, commissioners. And I just want to uh, let staff that is listening, because they may not have noticed before, um, we actually gave you guys a standing ovation, which you might not have been able to hear, but uh, that was part of what happened before as well. So, so thank you again to staff. And yes, I mean, what an honor it is to work with with this group, uh, Commissioner Beltran. Congratulations on your reappointment, Commissioner Musley, um, and all the commissioners that were reappointed. And uh, you know, we are 
so uh, blessed and humbled to get to do this work. So thank you. All right, no other commissioner anything. All right, then I would like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number nine, new business and announcements? If you'd like to make public comment, please proceed to the podium and fill out an information card. We're currently on item nine. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Is there anyone who'd like to make public comment on item number nine? There is no public in attendance. <laughs> Thank no you so much, Tara. Um, and just want to shout out to Craig and Tara for always running these meetings so seamlessly. Thank you for that. Um, uh, mm. All right, so calling item 10, which is adjournment. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.